Hello, welcome to Celibate Vegan Compadres. I'm Chandler Klebs, and I'm here with my co-host and compadre, Monique Lukens. Yeah, she does the yay. Yeah, um, and today um, our topic is we're going to talk about some misunderstandings um, or some misjudgments or whatever you call it, some some errors um, that people have uh, when people are advocating celibacy, which people hardly ever do. There's hardly anybody in the world advocating celibacy as an ethical philosophy. But when we do it, there are some common mistakes, and I can think of a few of these, Monique, and I'm sure you probably can too. For example, one of the mistakes people um, make is they think that you're some religious monk or something, that you think that sex is evil, like that it's, that it's somehow um, spiritually evil and you avoid it because your religion demands it. Which, which is true for some people, but that doesn't apply to me. And I, and I don't think that even though you are religious, Monique, I don't think it's for religious reasons that you're celibate, right? I, I would have to say it's a quarter for spiritual and then um, three quarters because it's the best thing for my body and for my life. Yeah, well, that, yeah, that's a fair answer. And another thing that people do this, and they do this with both celibates and vegans, is that they think that you are putting yourselves on a higher plane and trying to claim that you're morally superior to someone, like you're better than somebody in an arrogant sense, which is really not what it's about because <laughs> it's, it's the arrogant person who, who does whatever they want and don't care who, who they hurt as a result of it. And that is the same thing with veganism as well. I was just telling somebody yesterday that back in 2001 when I became vegetarian, now I'm vegan, people will get mad at me just by ordering something that was non-meat, just by me saying it because they thought that I was judging them because I wasn't eating meat. I swear, I there would be people that would roll their eyes or think I'm giving them a hard time or whatnot. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm just doing this for the animals, you know? So it, it goes for both veganism and celibacy. They think that you think that you're better, but really it's for everyone's um, betterness. Yeah, it's, they've got it so turned around. It's not, it's not, yeah, it's not about us being better or being selfish. It's just the opposite. So that's another misconception. And, uh, and another thing that people do is when, when they find out that somebody is, is asexual or, or celibate, which are not exactly the same thing, but they go together so well, they think, oh, there's something wrong with this person. They just had a bad experience and they need to get laid. In fact, I've been told that by people. I don't like that term, and we've mentioned that before. I don't like being told to get laid. Like, Chandler, you just need to have a good experience with sex and get laid, and then you won't be celibate anymore, and you'll be happy like the rest of us. <laughs> Basically, I've been told that. <laughs> you know, it's like – and it's it, – they, they think that it's about our personal experience – at which it's not it's not about our personal experience necessarily now i will admit that it's true that some people have more positive or negative experiences with something but that's 
it's kind of irrelevant to whether something is a, a good and right thing to do or not. You know, it's not like it all hinges on our personal experience because when people do that, then they're delving into moral relativism, which is a whole other problem. What, I, what I'd like to mention is the people that say you just need to get laid, they never seem to say, well, you just need to experience love and affection. Okay, I don't want to say no one has ever not said that, but I, what I'm trying to say is, there are too many people out there that just put the emphasis on the intercourse and say get laid. You know, they don't they don't go into the facts that that people are happy when they feel loved. I mean, that's just something that most of us need. Even if it's not with a partner, we all want to be loved in some way, whether we are loved for our work or for <laughs> there's various different reasons, but I can't, I, I, there's not one human that doesn't want to be loved for something. Will we all agree on that? Okay. It's only you listening to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would think so. Yeah. So all two of us agree on that, but yeah, see Monique is true that, that people don't think, oh, well you need to experience love. It's like, no, you need to, you need to have genitals rammed into you or you need to ram your genitals into somebody else. And that's what sexual intercourse is. We're not against love. We're not against intimacy. We're not against pleasure. We're not against any of these good things. We just think that there are better ways to obtain pleasure, better ways to uh, obt obtain love than having to do that stuff. Exactly. And it really feels mm, degrading when someone says that because they think all you need is a quick, you know, the F word, I hate, I, I won't say it, but I mean, because that, that's what it is to them. It's like, you just need a quick F, you know, and you, and you'll be fine. And I, I find that very derogatory and just, I'm, I mean, I, you know, think a little bit higher than me that, you know, then that's all I need. You know, it's kind of like a chiropractor. Oh, you just need a little adjustment here. Okay, you're fine. No, it's not like that when it comes to this intercourse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, that's just, that's just the thing is people, they have not been able to separate sex from love. And, of course, in my mind, they're always kind of separate um, because I really think the loving thing to do is to not have sex with people. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't mean that people can't hug and kiss, that they can't. They can't be great partners, great friends. It doesn't mean any of – none of the positive is taken away. It's just that people have attached this very – what's the right word for this? Um, well, this very um, – well, for lack of a better word, they've taken this animal instinct that is – it's not uniquely human. Oh, uh, oh, just about every other animal on the planet does this. They do this, this sexual intercourse thing because of procreation. You know what I mean? But then humans have this thing where they attach love and all these positive emotions and they and they say, oh, and this sexual intercourse thing where you rub a, rub this in, in, into that hole there, that's God's design. It's so beautiful. And it's like they they try they try to act like it's some wonderful thing and add all this positive language to it. But that doesn't change what it is, if you get what I'm saying. Absolutely. And look, I, 
<laughs> I gotta tell you, I'm I, sorry, God. I am a believer, but intelligent design to use genitals that go to the bathroom and are used for making babies or making love or, you know, most people not making love these days, just effing. Um, gosh, it just doesn't seem like it was a good blueprint. <laughs> I wish that there was, you know, there's something else. I mean, you know, I, I don't know, some other part of our body instead of you know, the, the most dirty parts and they are, they are the most dirty parts. I mean, you, there is not a dirtier part on our body than the genitals. Let's just face it. Yeah. I have a few things to say regarding that. First of all, Monique, that is my personal favorite refutation of intelligent design. <laughs> it is, <laughs> it, but also let's face it. Other animals actually have superior reproductive systems that do not involve sexual intercourse. Okay, first let's consider that microorganisms reproduce asexually. There's all these tiny bacteria um, and, and fungi and whatever, all these paramecia, I don't remember the names of all of them, but they reproduce asexually. Individual living cells reproduce just by splitting in half and cloning themselves. And I want to, excuse me, I want to interject that just this past week or so I heard on the news that a zebra shark just reproduced asexually. And this is not common to not, I mean, not just common, it, it it's never been known because they, they do have male partners, but apparently this one female part, this one female shark, I don't know, she just didn't want to bother with a male or the male wasn't around. You can Google this and she reproduced asexually. And the, the commentator was saying it's kind of like evolution happening because if the male's not around, then, you know, how else are you going to create another? And evolution just happened. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that's very interesting. And now I haven't looked at that story specifically, but I, it brings me to my next topic, that of fish. This is, applies to a lot of fish. Fish do not ever put their genitals in, inside another fish. That's not how they reproduce. Rather, um, in, I, don't, I don't know how it works, but like the eggs are laid into the water because fish live in the water. And then the male fish somehow shoot the sperm um, out of their penis, which they, they have, but it just shoots it out into the water. The sperm swim toward the eggs and fertilize them. But the male never has to put that penis inside the female. Fish don't actually have to do that. So they're not having sexual intercourse. They're not. And yet they're reproducing more efficiently than humans do. <laughs> wow. That, that sounds like how I would love it to be in real life for humans. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, Monique. Let, let, let's just say that, for example, that, that we lived in a perfect world, okay, where there was no suffering, okay? And it was possible that, and I happened to be in love with someone, and we could reproduce that way. That all that all we needed was some some body of water, and and ju and just somehow laid it in there, and had the reproduction take place 
completely outside of our bodies, the whole fertilization, all that, that means no pregnancy, no pain of childbirth, no sexually transmitted diseases, nobody has to have sex, yet they still reproduce. I would not be against such a, an efficient method of reproduction. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be so opposed to it, but because of the failures and the harms involved in the human reproductive system, because we're not fish, I think it's best for us to be celibate. <laughs> Yeah, I the only thing with that is we we'd have to be more cautious in where those eggs are are going. Like I I'm just wondering does a fish decide when to drop her eggs or you know, do they just come out at a certain time because let's say if it was, if if I'm walking around one day and then an egg comes out of me <laughs> Chandler loves my, my I, humor. I'm and sorry, Monique, but I humor, by the way. But I just can't. But, I just. I just can't help but laugh, Monique. I have the funniest picture in my mind. Like, <laughs> like one day I, I, I'm walking and I see this this trail of eggs on the ground. So I follow them and then I find out they're dropping out of you. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> sorry. Continue. Yeah, and I live in Sunland, Tahunga, California, which is where E.T. was filmed, so it definitely <laughs> brings in the whole alien thing into being as well. But yeah, like, let's say I just dropped the egg. Well, how would I, how, you know, how would I protect the egg from either being harmed by you know, the environment or whatever, like maybe there's a car coming or, um, you know, wild animal or, you know, a 50 mile per hour gust or something like that. Um, if I want to like protect the egg and take it home. But another thing is what if a male <laughs> randomly is coming around the corner and wants to be a dad and just, you know, gives gives his special fluid then in some ways that's it's not sexual assault but it's against my own will that I wanted to have a child and now this random guy is gonna make that happen because he's fertilized the egg so right there have to be different <laughs> precautions that that came up I mean what would I do you know would I would I put the egg in a safe would I would I dissolve it if you know I, I, what what would happen in that case? Because female fish, I mean, I presume they just kind of stay around it, or yeah, we need see, to look more into that. Yeah, see, from how I understand it, they actually they have a season where they do this, where they lay all their eggs in one place, and it's like they do it like these fish are planning to do it, um, like you have these part, male and female partners of fish but and they have their their baby fish through that means but they don't actually have intercourse which i find interesting um because there's something else about it monique that i find interesting is considering that how in the world does that sperm come out um because you know with humans it is required to have some kind of thing to get the sperm to come out because it doesn't just shoot out on its own. 
So how the fish get it out there means they must have a much more advanced system so that they can get it out when they want to. And they obviously are not masturbating because they don't have hands. So these fish know what they're doing and they still procreate in a much more efficient way that humans can't even achieve. So fish are intelligently designed, Monique, apparently, whereas humans are not. Now figure that one out. <laughs> And I wonder what the male fish are thinking. Like, do they have to conjure up some sort of sexual image, whatever that would be, because there is no um, general to general contact? Or are they just thinking now it's my time to to shoot off the sperm, you know, like kind of hitting a switch in their mind and off it goes? Because for humans... A lot of times, you know, whether or not they are celibate, if they are masturbating, they are thinking of something sexual, even if they don't want to do that in real life. Although I do feel that you probably could um, get the same effect uh, if maybe you're just thinking of hugging and kissing, which isn't necessarily sexual, you know, because when I say sexual, I'm talking about genital, you know, there's some sort of genital contact. So affection doesn't necessarily have to be, um, doesn't have to be sexual. Uh, right. So I guess you, you, you know, that you could feel release just by thinking the hugging and kissing. But I would have to say that from what I know, a lot of times there's more graphic images going on in order for that release. So yeah, I, I, I wish, and I wish that that was, didn't have to be that way because <laughs> I, I much prefer you know, having something more wholesome, you know, to be able to, for somebody to have the release. And as you and I, I talked about before, we're not, we're not against the masturbation if it's going to be a biological release. We don't want people to engage in watching pornography where other people are abusing their bodies, you know, mind, spirit, soul. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, I gotta say, like, still, when you do that personally, I know that I felt like, oh, you know, why couldn't I have thought of something else? <laughs> so... Yeah, but you know, with, with with females, you know, it helps. And I think with males too, it could help the person go to sleep. And you know, so again, I'm not. I I I wish that we didn't have to, but I feel that that there may be certain times where people might have to. And I know for men, I've read reports where it helps against prostate cancer. So I don't know if that's true or not, but that's why I can't completely be against it because of health reasons yeah well see here's the, and here, here's my thought i mean we've we've covered this a little bit like on a episode episode five i think it was of our podcast where we talked a little bit about that whole the whole masturbation thing but yeah um see they think that we would automatically be against masturbation because we have this whole weird um thing where we don't like where what i like they act like it all goes together, and the reasons for being against sexual intercourse would not make somebody against um, against masturbation because masturbation does not result in 
pregnancy and it doesn't give somebody a disease you know you can't give a disease to yourself that you don't already have for example so so it has no risks and is as i said a cruelty free alternative so we're not against masturbation but a lot of people seem to think that and we include that as something that a celibate person still may need to do biologically they may need to do that and so yeah so that's just one more false assumption people make about us when we're advocating celibacy. Yes, and also then if we try to explain um, that we're not against it, then they think that we're into a different type of masturbation than you know we may or may not be. For instance, we were speaking to a group of people that we know in this philosophical debate and they were correlating the fact that women <laughs> masturbate with he kept using the word dildo that's another word that i hate it just ugh, it just has like this horrible sound to it yeah look if if you <laughs> If you're listening to this and the word doesn't bother you, okay, but it bothers me. I just, I don't like it. But here's the thing. You don't need to masturbate as a woman with an instrument going up you. You really don't. It could all take, um, it, it could all be outside the body because, huh. I think for females more than males, but you know, again, this is generally speaking, but it, I believe there is a science scientific evidence of this scientific evidence that it's more in the woman's mind, um, than in the, in the male's mind on what is a stimulant if you, if you would. And so a female doesn't have to get as rough per se as or physical as a male when doing this so you don't need to jam something up you I'm I've heard of women doing that I've heard of dangerous side effects I mean there's been women that put up put um vegetables you know up them like a cucumber or something it sounds funny but th this is dangerous um yeah, so so I, I just want to put that out there because this person was saying that I'm against masturbation because I had said that I don't wish for anything to be um, sort of tam tampering with, with the insides of my body. So and, and he already knew that I wasn't – we already stated it, you and me, before that we weren't opposed to it. Yet he was trying to say that because I said that, that I don't think that people should be tampering with their body, that now I'm opposed to masturbation because, like, what about dildos? And so then I said to this person, well, if he feels like he knows so much about female, you know, intercourse, you know, well, then why doesn't he have something thrust up him? And then he went on to say, oh, are you against homosexual intercourse? So he was he was twisting around what I was trying to delineate over to him, which I was trying to explain. Because, 
because I, I guess that would sound like, oh, well, if something is, is invading your body, that's like tampering. And I'm not for that. And look, I, unfortunately, a former partner of mine who I was very much in love with, he he um, <clears throat> went, excuse me, he was fine with gay marriage before and now he's not. It started with that whole like Trump thing, actually, unfortunately, it's. He's more of a right-wing Christian. And again, I'm not opposed to Christianity. I consider myself a Christian. But as far as gay people are concerned, I I can't make somebody love somebody or not love somebody. So if they want to love the same gender, so be it. But personally, I don't feel... you Again, you can be gay and you can be celibate. You don't have to have things up you. Do I think it's, I'll answer his question. Do I think it's immoral for a genital, you know, a male genital to be in another male genital? Well, if they're married, I mean, you know, if that's their agreement, then fine. But am I for it? Well, no, (laughs) I'm not because I'm a celibate. Yeah. See, yeah. Genitals into, in, into holes that, you know, they shouldn't be at. And, 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 particularly genital to genital. Well, I don't actually think of penis going into the, uh, the backside, the backside's not a genital. So, but, um, you know, and that's not going to get you pregnant no. but you know, there, there are other things that can happen even within marriage, because again, these are parts that they're, they're not sanitary. Even if you, even if you completely wash yourself up or give yourself, I mean, <laughs> give yeah. yourself a coffee enema, you're still going to have um, bacteria there, you know, some good, some not. And that's just it. And that's why I'm for celibacy, because it's the cleanest route you can possibly go. Yeah. And, here's and the- if I say it's good, it, 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 it's pure, too. And I'm not saying that from a religious standpoint. I'm saying it because if you talk about anything, if if you if you talk about um, olive oil, let's say, well, you could say, oh, this is pure olive oil, pure virgin olive oil. So it means it hasn't been processed or whatnot. But if you have something that's not pure virgin olive oil, whatever that means, it's it's been processed something differently then now you've changed the consistency of it. So that's what I mean by pure. And again, going back to the whole, like, I don't want to be misjudged. You know, it's not fair for you to think that because I'm saying I feel that it's pure, that you're judging me thinking that, you know, you're like, you're, you're, you're a bad person or whatnot for having sex. That's not what I mean when I say yeah. pure. Yeah, I get that. But see, Monique, here's an interesting thing. <clears throat> First of all, that, that conversation that happened was really that person changing the subject and pretending to miss the point of what you were saying anyway. So that, that whole thing wasn't right. That conversation turned out really bad. But what I want to say is that people are not considering that, okay, as far as people loving um, somebody, you can love anybody. You, it, it doesn't matter their gender, their species, their, their color or whatever, but that doesn't mean 
that because you lo you love somebody that you automatically have to stick something in some but some hole somewhere which is which is which is really weird i don't see how that's love i don't see how people make that connection and so it's sort of like <laughs> yeah th that whole uh, questioning you about the homosexuality thing was unnecessary really i mean we can point out the harms of it and re and really monique let's let's face it now the when we talk about where something being moral or immoral when we're talking about morals or ethics what are we really talking about we are talking about the effects um how much pleasure or pain something causes somebody and this has to be considered in light of not just the individuals involved but all the rest of society if it's affected by their actions and let's and let's face it monique the sexual activity of people re regardless of what it is they're doing does affect everyone else and that's what they don't they don't see is that when people are getting tons of diseases and requiring medical treatment for those diseases and and have and putting in huge loads of money into certain products i mean there's huge economic interests that there's you know conflicts there's huge healthcare um it call things because if people are doing things like like, like, for example, I, co I compare it to, say, skydiving or, or, or some other dangerous sport. If people are doing things that are going to require doctors and nurses to perform surgery and, and give them lots of medication for them to overcome, well, then guess what? That takes away their, those doctors' times from other patients. You know what I'm saying? So at a certain point, people who do harmful things to themselves, people who, you know, make, make stupid mistakes – end up hurting others because all the attention is trying to re, you know stop the effects of people's actions you know if you get what i'm saying yes and i can almost cry because that is just so powerful chandler not a lot of people talk like this uh, when i first became vegan and i wanted everyone to be healthy and i i still do but you know years go on and it's you kind of get doled down a little bit <laughs> but um I want people to be healthy because like it's not just because they're taking the doctor's time away although it is but their their feelings about themselves whether they're in you know physical pain emotional mental pain that's all going to come back to me I might not know them but like I might know six people in between them and their mood is going and, you know, and their health is going to affect me somewhere down the line. It really is. Even if I put myself in a cave and I don't come out, you know, at some point I'm going <laughs> to need supplies and stuff. I mean, like there's something in there that the energy is going to affect me. Energy is all around us. It could neither be created or destroyed. So... Yeah, and and people just they just don't realize how connected everybody is. They think that they're doing something that they have this very self-centered mindset. They're like, this is what I want to do. It only affects me and it's nobody else's business. But in reality, hardly anything we do 
doesn't affect others. I mean, <clears throat> sure, you can you can find a, an example of a person reading a book by themselves or playing a video game or listening to music. Sure, doesn't hurt anyone else, obviously. You know, there are a few things that don't affect anyone else. But let's face it, um, sexual intercourse um, has severe implications. As you know, Monique, then we have the issue of sexually transmitted diseases. We have unwanted pregnancies. And that means that there are then businesses pop up um, in order to try to deal with that. So then people try to come up with vaccines against certain sexually transmitted diseases or other treatments for that. But then guess what that means? That means that those people have to come up with lots of money or health insurance somehow in order to get people to treat them for those diseases that they obtain through sexual intercourse. So just the diseases alone is going to inconvenience those people. And I don't want those people, even the people who are doing this, I don't want them to have to experience those bad things. So it's because for their sake that I recommend celibacy, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, there is a young woman that I know after she had sex with someone that she didn't really know too well um they weren't even in a relationship she developed cervical cancer and then she was saying oh i wish um i th i think she got the the shot the vaccination after the fact or whatever whatnot i think she wished that it had come out before but okay there is this vaccine for cervical cancer and from what i understand young girls are getting them and I think one, at least one person had a, an adverse reaction and, you know, vaccines, it's still very controversial, but, uh, there are many people that feel that certain vaccinations cause autism. I personally feel that autism is created by, uh, environmental toxins from food and also by vaccines. This is my opinion. Um, but I have heard right from the, straight from the horse's mouth, from the parents of children that their child went in to get a series of vaccines and with each vaccine, they just, they just went da more down, more down. They just like, like they, first they got cross-eyed, then they started stumbling then it was like something else. So when you're when somebody's saying that step by step they're they're seeing their child decline, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. To me, what are what are they trying to prove? I mean, is anybody giving the money to say this? You know that their 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 child is on the decline. I don't think so. Yeah, highly so unlikely. What am, I, what am I to believe? I believe that it, you know, it, it, it harms some children, especially with the scheduling of them. They do, they give them so early and so tightly. I mean, it, it, like there was one woman that said that her doctor wanted to give her toddler 27 shots in one day, even an adult. I don't even know if an adult could handle 27 vaccines in one day. And she walked out and the doctor was all angry. So anyway, I but I, I do want to also make a mention that. Um, so, yeah, you're, you're like, oh, well, you're, you're you're saying that 
what people do affects everyone else. Well, pretty soon, one in every six child, children, I think in male maybe, will have autism. And also, Chandler, going back to when you said, well, there are some things that don't harm people, like reading a book, a video game, or listening to music, I will have to uh, give my opinion on that. It depends on what all of those are, because music has actually made society more sexualized and entertainment has as well because we think it's the norm and either art I forget what the the term is art models after real life or real life models after art either or (laughs) I I really feel that because of some of the stuff that's been out there then then like younger people they try that And I had a music person one time. I said, my mom doesn't want this song out there. It was a lesbian song that I did. Like it was a pro, it was a pro, like gay friendly song that I did because I didn't want people to be beaten up for being different. Yeah. Um, But at the time, you know, it was, this was back in like 99, 2000. It was still not, you know, accepted. Um, but anyway, like I took it to this music person and he's like, oh, well, we don't want the parents to, to like the music. And then I never, you know, that, that was a done deal for me. Like I didn't want to go with somebody like that because I wasn't trying to be going against my parent. I wasn't trying to be controversial. I was doing it for the right intention. So if you meet somebody who has the wrong intention with your right intention, that could be detrimental. Yeah. Which leads me to an, a different thing. Another thing, you could have the right intention of being celibate, you know, or for lack of a better word, being a virgin. And if somebody tries to exploit that, then that could be bad too, which is exactly what people <laughs> are doing when they speak to us. They're misjudging us and they're exploiting the fact that we're saying we're celibate for good reasons. And then they twist it all around. Yeah. And, and that and this brings up another topic too. For example, um, the issue of the other issue involved that affects people on a massive society scale is the whole unwanted pregnancy issue, obviously. And as you know, that's the one that's even harder to get into because people get very emotional about that, and so do I. But I have to mention that yeah, this is the cause for abortion. This is this is the this is the cause. See, we have a problem. Either way, because if people are conceiving children when they don't want to, or even if they do want to, there's a, some problems that can result. Because you have abortion, um, which is the murdering of those children before birth, but you also have the fact that in spite of all the abortions, we're having an ever-increasing population. In spite of all the abortions, we're still having an increased population, and unfortunately, we we live in a world where we've got climate change we've got we've got all these carnists who are causing suffering to all these other animals and so it's kind of a it's kind of a, a trouble either way and so i see that I, I propose celibacy as the ultimate solution because i do not see any good that can come out from these pregnancies at this time in human history if you get what i'm saying and now another means, and this is something that 
um, some, some people I know talk about. Some people recommend sterilization, and we haven't talked about that topic on our podcast. You know, people who they want to have sex, so then they get a vasectomy or they get a tubal ligation or whatever, and then they do that. Um, and I now I have some thoughts on that topic too, um, but I don't know if you had anything to say about that, Monique. Well, I do remember one person telling me this years ago. It was maybe 15 years ago. Um, and I remember at the time saying, uh, thank you, or that's very unselfish, or something like that. And what I meant by that was that he wasn't an, yet another man who was looking to mate so that he can extend his lineage but at the same time um i i thought to myself well you 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 don't have to have sex at all but i mean i this was this was a long time ago and this isn't when i thought that i was going to be celibate for no i mean i did want to be celibate but (sighs) i guess i wasn't I, i i didn't know that i could really be celibate for the rest of my life until, um, I guess it was around 2004 where I was thinking, yeah, I, I like to be celibate for the, for the rest of my life, whether it be, you know, whether I'm married or not. I mean, but I, I never thought I I could be married and celibate until I was um, back in like 2010 when 2011, when someone actually agreed to it. So but I, I, I can tell the audience right now that um, it's been very difficult on me because relationships have just broken up because I wouldn't do it. And then when I got older saying I'm not going to do it even in marriage, then, you know, goodbye. <laughs> it's like and then a doctor telling me I'll never get married if I don't want to do that. A family member saying You'll, your marriage will be annulled. So this, this, this takes a real strong person and that's why Chandler and I are, are doing the show because we don't think that you should be partnerless if you don't want to have intercourse. So going back to your question about sterilization, again, it's the same thing that we've been talking about. You, you don't need intercourse because even with the sterilization, you can get diseases or whatnot. So Obviously, it's better than having an unwanted pregnancy, but there's real there's no solution to everything except remaining celibate. And there's a beautiful, you know, whether or not you believe in the 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 traditional concept of God or whatever your religion is, there is a spirituality about all of us, like we all have like some sort of energy, like eluding from our body. And there is something to be said that celibacy allows you to be free. It's kind of like you're a free spirit in some way, because you don't have to worry about all this. And that, that allows you, that gives your time to, to be productive in other areas of your life. And, you know, and, and the last thing I'll say, and then I'll let you talk about sterilization. Um, I don't, again, we are not equating with being celibate by not having love or, and we're not saying that you have to have platonic love in order to be celibate. 
Okay, you you may want to have platonic love or you may want to have intimate love, but you can still be celibate and give affection. Yeah, and I'm actually not sure on what the difference is, <laughs> is between platonic love or what any other kind of love, but maybe that's platonic. Topic. Platonic means you're just friends. So you're not going to be like hugging and kissing your friend, you know, like a puppy or whatever and, you know, getting all intimate with just a friend. You're just going to be kind to that friend, you know. You might give them a pat or the shoulder on it or a quick hug, but you're not like getting completely involved in them. That's platonic, whereas an intimate relationship would be the opposite. But everyone feels that an intimate relationship has to have intercourse at some point. Or the relationship doesn't go, quote unquote, further, which is the furthest thing from the truth. Yeah, see, yeah, that's 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 a very interesting thing right there, because for me, I thought what you just described as being platonic is the way I feel about everybody. I'm just their friend. I don't there is no beyond that for me. And I and the idea that there's something more, some higher level beyond platonic, seems unnecessary. But yeah, anyway, I want to get back to the sterilization thing. Obviously, the way I look at it is, if people are having sexual intercourse, sure, it's better if they're sterilized because at least if that reduces the risk. Even I do understand though that even though sterilization surgeries are not always 100% effective. There's, there's still but always be a small minority of people where the operation didn't go quite right or, or somehow, they, somehow they got pregnant anyway, you know. So it's not as 100% of celibacy, sure, but sure it's better um, for people sterilized to – if they're going to be having sex, sure I think it's better for them to be sterilized. But I – because at least that way they're not, you know – getting pregnant 15 times and having abortions all the time and all that but it's a second best solution it's second best it's not as easy as celibacy plus it costs them thousands of dollars to get these surgeries done so the idea that they think that's a practical solution um i guess it is for them but only if they because they're discounting celibacy as the which is really the obvious solution and one more thing I have to say about that I feel the way about sterilization and other birth control methods the same way I do about you know I have that friend who's promoting the synthetic meat this whole lab I was going to say it Chandler I was waiting for you to to end that's exactly how yeah yeah exactly see I that's that Monique see that is exactly how I feel like why would somebody go through such an expensive uh, so complicated solution as that when we can just eat plants you know it's sort of like all we have to do is eat plants and not have sex and all problems will be solved but other people they're trying to think oh well here's a way I can eat animal flesh that's grown in a lab it, when they, when it's like they're discounting the plants, and and similarly with this whole sex and celibacy thing, they're like, oh, let me find a way to to ha have sex um, while not getting pregnant. It's like, I don't, I just don't like. Sure, it, sure, it's better if they if they do their sterilization. I'm not against sterilization, but why? Why is it necessary? I can't understand it. That's right. That's right. I mean. There's definitely operations that are more necessary than 
you know, snipping a tube just because you can't keep it in your pants. <laughs> By the way, I also want to say from from the thread, there was, you know, this huge argument. And, okay, I will take a little responsibility for the argument because I want to put it out there. Most of you who have heard these episodes know that I really don't curse, okay? The only times that I curse pretty much are by myself in the car when nobody can hear me. And then I'm like, sorry, God. No, seriously, somebody will like cut me off. And I'm like, you're an A, and, you know, and then I'm like, sorry, God. Cause I'm like, I know that this person, <laughs> there's, they're still like a child of God or equal or whatever, <laughs> but it's like, Oh, it feels so good. But I don't, I don't go dropping those words in front of people because again, like I, I like to treat people respectfully. I like people to hear the respectful words coming out of my mouth. And yes, I know, even when I say it by myself, like that's bad energy, but at least it's a little better than somebody hearing. But anyway, I, I um, started off the conversation because they were bothering you, these people, about celibacy. And I came out blunt. I came out right out of the horse races. And by the way, I don't like horse racing. Because yeah, neither do I. <laughs> but um, it was like, and I said, I said, and I, I now I ha I will have to say what I said. I said that sex, um, you know, I, I'm not for it because of, <laughs> I'm going to laugh here <laughs> because I'm so uncomfortable with saying this because, <laughs> because, <laughs> sorry, because of dirty dicks. I can't say it because I, it's not it's not the words coming out of Monique Lukin's mouth mouth. Here's why I'm saying this. I say dirty because. All right. First of all, there is bacteria in our genitals, you know, both the male and the female. But not just that, but because guys and some girls, but mainly guys, they call each other a dick if they don't like something. You know, and or worse, they'll, they'll call somebody a pussy, you know, and it's like, oh, OK, you've just degraded me because like your friend like didn't do something or whatnot or, you know, you feel that your friend is wimpy or something. I mean, thanks a lot. OK, then, yeah. <laughs> then they want to come to me or, you know, any woman and they want to have intercourse. They want to make love. Well, not many people want to make love anymore, but. You know, it's like, no, you, you've just, you, you just said all this dirtiness and you've, you've used a derogatory word for your own genital, you know, dick. And then you want to put the dick into, you know, me or somebody else. No, yeah. <laughs> that's just like, that's, that's a huge turn off. And that's why I said, because of dirty dicks, because there's, it, there are too many people out there that use these words on people. I completely. Un <clears throat> yeah. See, Look I saw. Yeah. See, I saw that. Yeah. See, yeah. See, see Monique, I saw that and see, I totally understand what you're saying there. First of all, people call somebody, um, one of these parts, they use one of those words, uh, uh, uh to, uh, to a person they don't like for some reason. 
which which psychologically they don't realize it, but they're admitting that they do not like their dick. These men are admitting that they do not like their dick, and as one as somebody who has one of these body parts, I understand why they don't like it. I don't like it either, which is why I don't call somebody else that. But then supposedly they want to stick this thing which they don't like into somebody else. That it's the most offensive, degrading thing. It's. <laughs> And you're right, it is dirty, literally. The bacteria, and it's it's the thing you pee out of. So then this group of people was pretty much insinuating that I was along the same lines as the militant feminists who did the march in Washington, D.C. and other places. And, well, no, they, I mean, they weren't saying that they were militant feminists, but they said that some people had the idea that they were militant feminists. And... Look, I understand how somebody could think that with me coming out of the races so, like, bluntly. But, again, I said it because they were upsetting you, and I just wanted to be as blunt as possible on why, you know, why it doesn't make sense that people who would use these words – and I've heard I've heard curses come out of these people's mouths, by the way, before – it, the F word in particular, that's another word, we, which we did, did a whole show on. They're like, you know, and, you know, I, I, I say F a lot of times, Chandler, because I really don't like using this word. But for educational purposes, I'm going to use it right now because this is how it sounds. Okay? I'm sorry, everybody. But you need to, like, listen to how how upsetting this sounds. like, And then you think that you should be, like, having you know, then somebody wants to have sex. Fuck you. You're a fucking asshole. Fuck your mother. Motherfucker. Fuck this shit. Okay? Yeah, I've heard all those phrases from other people before. Now, hours later. Oh, come on, honey. Let's have sex. I want to fuck you. (laughs) You're right. Come on now. You just like, you know, you've just done all these curses. You've done all this derogatory stuff, you know, and then you want to like say the same thing and use it in order to have relations, have love to get your thing on. Oh, I know. Oh, man, there's an echo. Are you getting an echo? No, I'm not getting an echo. Oh, yeah, that's weird. It's on my end. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. That's a sign from God or something's going on. But no, see, seriously, it's like, it, 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 it's, you know, I was on a reality show and someone had said to me, um, or I had said to them, this, this didn't make it to the, to the show. Well, actually, I don't think I'm allowed to say it. Okay, never mind. Let me give you another example. Um, people, people think that uh that like oral sex you know okay well do that instead of having intercourse like it's less detrimental and and i and i do feel that although you can get diseases i um you know if you're married and you want to do that so be it but i mean i still don't think that somebody's like genitals should be in somebody's mouth it just doesn't belong there but whatever but here's the thing. Again, it's the same kind of thing. Suck my dick, you fish. 
you know, so, yeah, and it's like, you know, get on your knees, you know, it's like, how can you equate that and then put in a different category and say that it's love, you know, it just doesn't make sense to me. All these military people, they say that like on the battlefield and stuff, you know, so, and you know, it, or it's like, you're, you know, suck my dick, bitch. I mean, and then this, the same types of people, they, you know, they want, or not even the same types, but just like society in general wants this. Well, it really like makes a very ugly, clouded um, display for wanting love later on. And, uh, but, but guess what? Here's the thing. Nobody, nobody goes and says, make love to me. Like nobody says that on the battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if, I mean, if people like, you know, say making love to that, that's a gentle thing. It's a loving thing and whatnot. And oh. our society has gotten away from that. And Trust me, it's not just a few people, people, even if you're not one of these people that are like saying this, I would uh, have to say uh, the majority of folks <laughs> on this planet are using these types of words, even people who are religious. <laughs> I know one guy, he was running a Christian station. He used the F word all the time. Donald Trump, he proposes, you know, that he's Christian. Well, the stuff that came out of his mouth was anything other than that. And so, you know, you you say, oh, well, you know, people are spoiling it or whatnot. You're spoiling it. Everyone's spoiling it. And, yeah, I mean, they're derogatory genital terms or sexual terms, and then you want to spin it around and say that this is the only way that a relationship can work by going further and having that intimate level with your genitals that most people use in a derogatory manner. Oh yeah. So I, I just want to, I, 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 I think I've stated my case and I'm sorry that it has to be that way, but let's just say that it wasn't that way. And everyone was clean mouth, which I really wish that people were even, even so being celibate is cleaner and it's safer and there is like an energy to it i can say that there's an energy to it because i feel it so even if everybody you know used said body parts as, as lovely and they should our society should really turn it around nobody should be saying grabbing the pussy okay people should be respecting one another's body parts because because really our body is a temple. It's our machine. Okay. So don't, don't go. I mean, would you, would you crash your car purposely? Would you say that muffler, that car <laughs> door handle? No, you want to treat your car as nicely as possible. That's why you have insurance on it. If something happens to it, you fix it. So no one should be go, running around saying this, but even so, even if there was nothing, we do know that there's bacterial in the genital um, areas. And until evolution proves otherwise, that's the way it's going to be. And we know that you can get pregnant. And we know that you can, like, tamper someone's body parts by inserting, you know, another uh, something. We, we know that. We know that there's yeast infections. We know that there could be blockages. And so, you know, 
even without all the derogatory stuff, we already know that there are consequences to intercourse. So either way, I think that celibacy is is the best way to go. And the only reason I, I said that to those guys, the, the dirty thing, was to, to prove my point because they are part of the issue. They curse and then they want to say that sex is great. Yeah. In fact, I had a talk with those guys about that. Well, at least two of them um, about the about the use of the f word. And you know, there's this one of them who was always saying f Trump. You know, he was always doing that. And I'm th and I and I tried to tell him, do, do you realize how that sounds? It sounds like you really want to do some sexual act with Donald Trump. You need to be. You need, I just pointed out. You, you know, you need to think about how these things come across. What are you saying literally? <laughs> you know, just to get him to think about it. And those same guys said, well, people say the word in one context, either sexually or not, or they just say it is an angry word. So they're trying to distinguish the fact that there's two separate meanings. But there really isn't, because even in the derogatory sense, it still means what it means. You know, it still means a derogatory sexual thing, just like you said. If you're saying fuck Trump, Trump, that's what it means. If you're saying stick it up your ass, that's what it means. You can't just, you know, that's what it means. There are some words that have literally two meanings, and the F word is not one of them. For instance, um, I don't know. I'm eating some vegan cheese, excuse me. Um, give me a word that actually has two meanings in the dictionary. I'm sure I could think of something um, because I mean there's a lot of words that people do that. Well, in fact, let's let's consider that the word sex itself has a double meaning. One refers to sexual intercourse, the act. The other is synonymous with gender, male or female. So that is is itself a word with double meanings. You're right about that. Although it, it's it's similar, but there are there are some words out there with a completely different meaning. I just can't think of any of them. But as far as the F word, yeah, so there are words that definitely have double meaning. But the F word, it's not one of them. Even if you're not meaning it in a sexual way, it still means it. <clears throat> All right, don't talk and eat vegan cheese at the same time, even if you're doing a vegan celibate show. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and also, Monique, um, I just wanted to point out that I think we actually have been talking for uh, over an hour. See, we, we once we get started, it's hard to stop because I know how this happens. We're on a roll, you know. Um, but let's see. Now, our original topic, we were talking about how people misunderstand our message of celibacy. And they make these false assumptions about us that we're religious nuts or that we're against intimacy or that we're against masturbation necessarily. And, and we were trying to explain why all these things are false. But also, later on in this episode, Monique, you made a, a really good case of explaining how people use these words. They use these derogatory words as insults, but then they try to use those same words as being something positive, and they are a living contradiction when they do this. And I think you're right on about that. And I know that some of those those people just think that you're nuts for caring about people's language they use. But I get it because these words have meanings that 
are not so positive. And so it's, it's, it's an important thing that must be discussed because even this, this language that people use that has these sexual connotations probably does have an effect on people. And like you mentioned, the lyrics in music, for example, how that may affect people. And you're probably right about that, you know? There's an article you can post with this particular episode that talks just just about that. And there's been controversy on whether or not entertainment has anything to do with people's behavior. And there's a lot of people that say, no, it begins in the home. You know, it's how the person's raised. It's their their mental capabilities, you know, that makes someone go off the the deep end. That's not always the case, though. It really isn't. People are influenced by um, by what other people do and, and by the media. Let's, you know, let's that's how the election turned out. People were influenced by the media. Uh, there was a grand massive election fraud. If you want to Google election justice report and you can find out everything that happened in the primary Votes were tossed out. People's parties weren't uh, written down correctly and whatnot. Our, there are many states where the the results should have been decertified. Unfortunately, they weren't. But guess what? The media, the media didn't put that out there. They didn't. They didn't mention the election justice report. So guess what? They influenced everyone, and the next process went through the election. I mean, so you people can't say that just because you like the First Amendment right to free speech and there shouldn't be censorship and music and entertainment have no effect on kids' minds. You can't say that because everything has an effect on everybody, even from the smartest person to, you know, the most... Um, person with the most basic ideas or whatnot it there there's an influence on everything every action has a reaction yeah that's right monique and that's the that's summing up determinism right there how we're, we're all affected by everything around us and everything we do affects somebody else and I, we can't really ignore that and and, and admittedly so, monique a lot of people just don't care how they affect people, which which is, I think, the greatest tragedy. But we greatly care. We care about everything. We, we care about even the words we use. We don't want to use language that's going to that's gonna hurt somebody or, or, or give people bad ideas. And so that's we try so hard to clarify what we're about, Monique. We really work hard at it, which is partly why it hurts so bad when people are making these false assumptions like what recently happened. Make, making these false assumptions about us, that saying stuff that's just not true. It really does hurt because you know, in society, it's definitely harder for a celibate. I mean, serious, even on an economic level, in some instances, it hurts us. We've talked before, like, uh, well, I could, I could be with somebody that has a lot of money, but I'm, you know, I have to have sex with them and I have to like state that I really love them if I don't, you know, and I'm not going to do that, you know? So in that sense, it hurts a woman. It doesn't hurt a man as much. And you know, this is a new day and age. Women can make their own money. I'm just saying, traditionally speaking, another instance it's hurt me because 
relationships where I have loved people, they have left, you know, so it hurts me. Um, it, uh, it hurts me that people argue with me about it. It hurts me that people misjudge me. And here I'm trying to do it for all good in, intentions. And I really, I really don't want to judge people. I don't want to make people feel bad. Okay. I must admit, I do judge a bit in my own mind, but I don't want to make people feel bad. The whole podcast is about making people feel good. <laughs> and, and this is why I promote this. And this is why I hope that we can make a book about it because there are people that really aren't, they haven't been introduced to celibacy because that's not the way the world's been working for the last 50 years. You know, the pill came out, women can have free sex. Now there's Tinder, people expect it, music expects it, kids expect it. Even if millennials aren't having as much sex as before because of various different reasons, and that's a good thing, it you know still celibacy isn't promoted. It's only thought of as being in a religious order, and uh, so we you know we want to make people happy because we know that people are out there. We know that there's people that agree to it. We like to make a strong movement of it, but it still hurts us because we are so in the minority. And we want to make people happy. That's it. Yeah, see, here's the deal. We People think we're trying to upset them. They think we're just trying to judge them or shame them and make their lives miserable by taking away their sex or whatever. But really, we're, we want people to be happy, and we really think that – Maybe not, Maybe we won't convince everyone, Monique. I, we're probably not going to get the whole world to go celibate. But there's going to be those people who are more on the asexual spectrum anyway. There are going to be people who are, 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 who are having sex, but not because they want to, but because there's this societal pressure um, where they feel like they have to do in order to get love. So by promoting the message that you can have love without sex – we are encouraging those people that they can find happiness and love and relationships without having to do that sexual thing that they didn't want to do anyway. So there is a demographic for our podcast of what I'm saying. There is a group of people who will benefit from this. And I've read people feel bad when they're pressured to do something because they think that they have to compromise and get the, you know, show the love for the other person. And then they feel bad after having intercourse. And that's not just with asexuals. That's with anybody. They feel bad. And we don't want you to feel bad. If you don't want to do it for religious purposes, health purposes, or all the above that we've already talked about, you shouldn't have to. You're not, you're not showing somebody that you love them by compromising your body. You're not. And you're definitely not showing love to yourself. Yeah. You know, I want to mention one more thing, and I, we, we could wrap it up with whatever your thoughts are. But going back to the language, you know, I, I guess teach in various schools, and there's usually one class that will drop some curse words or whatever, see what they can get away with, or not even. Like, they just, that's the way they talk. And what I try to say is instead of saying, you know, that's a bad word or, you know, that's not appropriate to school, <laughs> which is true, but what I say is, and what I really believe, is they're negative words. It's, it's negative energy. It's making a negative energy in the room, and we want to have positive energy, and that's what I say. And then 
I always talk about this doctor, I think Mora Moto, I think is his last name. He's passed away, but I saw him in person and he did experiments with water where, I, I mentioned this on a show before, where you would give positive affirmations to the water and you would give negative aspiration uh, affirmations to the water. And when he said positive things, by looking in a microscope, there were beautiful crystals that were formed. And when you said negative things to the crystals, they formed very upsetting structures, like really gruesome looking crystal, crystallic, I don't know if that's the word. I'm trying to be all big here and I don't know. <laughs> um, crystals that they just didn't look good. Um, some people debate the fact that this was a true experiment, whatever the case is, you know, they are, they're the naysayers, but we are all made out of energy and we have a choice. We can be positive or we can be negative. Positive will affect one way, negative will affect another. And all of us are smart enough to know how we will be affected, positively or negatively. Even if you don't know how you'll be affected completely, you know that the positive is going to make you more happy than the negative. You just know it. So that's what I want to put out there. And, the, and there's a TV show called The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. It's pretty funny. She was in an underground bunker for like 15 years. And then she comes out all happy and whatnot. And she doesn't lose that like happy attitude. And you can't but like you can't help but loving this person, this character, because she's, you know, it it it, it kind of brings you up. And yeah, there's people that are like, oh God. And I understand like it's hard to be happy 24-7. And it could get a little annoying if you see somebody like that all the time. But Basically speaking, it's better if we feel that way than not. You know, we just, we're on more of a natural high. You don't have to take drugs. You can just like think, like, I'm smiling right now. My eyes are like bulging and I feel like better about it. And that's what celibacy can, can do. It can give you freedom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, see, now I would say, yeah, a lot of people, I don't think they are very conscious they're not very aware of how things are affecting them positively or negatively but basically that's the definition of positive or negative is is it making you happy or sad really you know and and and, and let's consider let's consider something monique um i know a lot of people will think that that you know being celibate won't make them happier but let's consider this Let's consider that there's a lot of suicidal and depressed people who have been having sex uh, for most of their life, but they're still depressed. All the sex they're doing is not is not Im improving their mood. It's not it's not stopping their depression. And I think really what what people need is love. You know, they really need a love that's not a selfish thing like this whole sexual thing is which is really selfish when you think about it because people are just using each other to to get some kind of weird chemical buzz from whatever sexual thing they do but that's not really love you know what i mean that's a very important um thing fact that you brought up you are absolutely right yeah 
And um, so I think we said everything uh, just about that we were going to say. I think now, Monique, our original intention was to do two short episodes, but we just kind of had one long conversation again, didn't we? Yeah, but I'm I'm in the mood to do another show, so you can uh, you, we can continue on Robin Hood if you would. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Well, anyway, let's close out this episode. Um, I think we've said everything, haven't we, Monique? Mm, let me think. Have I said everything? Um, let me think here. Mm, well, you just said that people could be depressed by having sex. That's true, actually. Some people who have been treated really wrongly and sexually abused, they'll even have more sex in order to, I don't know, rebel or they just think that now they're in control of their body. So they're going to have the sex on their own accord instead of somebody taking it from them and they're still depressed. So uh you're right like when these studies come out and say oh people are happier or people are healthier with uh sex i don't really put much uh much thought into it or stock into it because who's really doing the who's doing the studies you know because if we if we really did this if we did a study our way chandler i'm sure it would have a much different uh result from based upon everything that we are saying. Yeah, I completely agree. That's my point. My point is there's no credible evidence to the claim that sex makes people happier. Otherwise, I feel like the world would be blissed out because there's a lot of people having sex, and yet I think we're actually happier than they are. (laughs) Absolutely. And some of the people that give these reports, I really question them uh personally like i i don't know like again i don't want to judge them but they're they're really just i i don't really gel with them i just don't and one time i heard this doctor um say that asexuality was like some sort of a a pro- he had a problem with it or whatnot and just like you said people misjudge and they say that something's happened to them and you have you haven't had a good experience and that's why you're acting like this well no i mean you know we've all had positive and negative experiences within relationships and whatnot but that doesn't make somebody want to be asexual or celibate It, it, it really it truly doesn't because there are people who have been raped and tortured and they still you know, will engage in sexual relations. It might be harder after, but they do. But there's people out there that really want to be celibate and they really are happy with being celibate and they don't have problems with being celibate. So I really wish that there was more of a study looking at these people and and maybe maybe we can set something up, Chandler. It's it's very costly to do a a study, but maybe we can do something that's you know not not totally official. But because because I I would like to know does celibacy in your life make you happy? Because it seems like there are a lot of happy celibates around. 
We yeah. just don't hear about it. Yeah, and, and part of the problem, Monique, is that there's so few celibate people and they're hidden around the world. So that's why it's impossible at this time to do such a study. We have to go on websites that are foreign a lot of times, you know, because I think there's more in Asia and India, particularly because of religious factors like Buddhism and um, what, you know, as you said, like before with monks and whatnot, but we're not just talking about those people again. It's just that we know that those people seem to be pretty darn happy <laughs> with their lifestyle choice. So, yeah, maybe we can work on it after we do our book. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, shall, shall we just do the closing now? We shall. All right. Thank you for listening to Celibate Vegan Compadres. We hope you've enjoyed this conversation. We've talked about a lot of different things and got off on a, on a few tangents, um, but I, I found it rather entertaining and relaxing, and I, and I hope that anyone who has listened to this has benefited from it. So if you enjoyed it, you know, leave a comment, let us know. Thank you for listening, and goodbye. Bye.